The trick is look at the camera and talk to them like you're talking to a friend. That's it. So you just look at the camera and talk to one friend. If you try to talk to everybody, it's gonna come off flat. It's gonna be weird. You're gonna get self-conscious. When you're talking to a friend, you don't worry if you trip over your words. You don't worry if you say an um or not, you just go. And if you do, they get the point of it because you just talk. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Scott Peckford here. Welcome to the Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast. This is a podcast I do every Friday where I usually interview a rookie, find out what they're doing. But today, I'm actually going to share with you three tips or tricks for doing video much better. If you're not using video in your mortgage business, you are really missing out on building a great client experience, building trust and rapport with your clients. Just recently finished up Broker Talks and video was a big topic that came up a lot and getting into the tactic of using video. So I'm gonna dive into that. Before I do, I wanna give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application, document collection, submission platform designed specifically for Canadian mortgage brokers, very easy for borrowers. As you're with the application, it automatically knows what documents you're going to need and it sends it to your client. Recently, we were at an event and Jeff Mudrick, who was one of our speakers, had got an email from a client saying, hey, I got referred to you by a realtor. Here's my documents, like 20,000 PDFs, not really 20,000, but a ton. And Jeff's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to sort all these PDFs. So he said, hey, thank you for the intro. Here's my application link. He sent the Finmo link. And then once he finished the application, the client was able to upload all of those documents in the right place so that it was much easier for Jeff rather than trying to sort and sift through all those documents. And he was like, wow, that made it way easier than taking the docs and then, you know, all that stuff. So anyway, that's just one of the cool things that you can do with Finmo. It's also got smart submission notes. When you go to hit submit, it actually pulls key data from the application, puts it in the notes so you don't miss anything and you have a higher probability of an approval. And just not wasting time. So you can check them out at lendesk.com slash Finmo. Also in this episode, I talked to Paul Campbell from Magenta about how Magenta helps solve broker problems. So I will jump into it. All right, so video. If you're not using video, first off, you've got to get on video. Video is like the primary way that you should be communicating with your clients, I believe, in 2022 and beyond. It builds way more trust and rapport. It's quicker for you, frankly. Like, so, you know, one of my buddies, Ryan Wiley, often when somebody sends him an email, he doesn't type the email. He does a screen record, has the email that they've sent him, and then he just talks out the answer. The great part about using video in that context is, is it actually, like, even as you can tell, listening to me right now, you can pick up tonality. You can, you know, if I'm making a joke, if I've got something I got to tell you that's not awesome, you sit there to write it out an email and get all the words right. Think about the grammar, thinking about how this is going to land versus I could talk it out in 60 seconds and be done. So I just encourage you guys. And if the simplest way to start video would actually just to be respond to emails with a video, especially to clients and stuff, they send you questions. Hey, I'm not clear on dot, dot, dot. You reply, take a screenshot. You know, you want to do your hair. You want to go to your jammies. Don't turn the video on yourself. Just turn it on the screen. Often, Ryan's videos don't even have the screen, the camera turned off. So that's the first thing I would say is that you got to get video. So what are my three tips? So the first is, and this is actually one my wife started teaching sourdough baking. She was teaching it live, probably did 100 classes in person. And then I'm like, honey, you got to get this because she was teaching out of our heritage house. And I was like, you got to get this online. So she did, and she started using video. And at first, she wasn't awesome at it. Now she is killer. She's way better at video than me. Like, she is really good. There's people that I know that do video editing professionally, and they're like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe how good you are at video. But she wasn't when she started. And when she started, she said to me, like, what's the trick? And I said that the trick is look at the camera and talk to them like you're talking to a friend. That's it. So you just look at the camera 
and talk to one friend. If you try to talk to everybody, it's going to come off flat. It's going to be weird. You're going to get self-conscious. When you're talking to a friend, you don't worry if you trip over your words. You don't worry if you say an um or not. You just go. And if you do, they get the point of it because you just talk. The other key thing here is just add a bit of energy. You don't want to just talk at a friend like, hey, Bob, it's great to see you. I'm so excited. You know, it's so good. Like put some energy into it, because especially on camera. Otherwise, it'll look flat. You may feel like you're putting too much emphasis, but on the camera, it'll actually look just right. So just look at the cameraman and just talk and picture a person in your mind that, you know, a friend that you like to talk to. There's always somebody that you're like, oh, that person I enjoy talking to. You'll even start to smile slightly if you're thinking of that person. because you're like, oh, I like talking to them. That's who you're talking to. And then you talk and it works. So that's the first tip I would give you when it comes to video. The second is, is what do you do with the content? So that's actually delivery, right? And you can use different tools. You can use Loom. You can use BombBomb. You can use like whatever. You can send video messages in Instagram or in Facebook Messenger. And I'm not going to get into all the technical part of that. But the second part is when it comes to the actual content. So what do you do with the content? A framework that I learned several years ago that I absolutely love is hook, story, call to action. So the hook is... What is the thing that's going to get them to stop and pay attention, right? Just like you would in the subject line, the story. And by the way, stories are way more effective. So let me give you an example of a bad hook story call to action. And then I'm going to show you a good one. It'll be the same example. And so the first one would be like, hey, it's Scott here. Just let you know, it's, you know, our Monday video that I want to send out to you. Hope you're doing well. And I just want to tell you that recently we had a client who was self-employed that was declined by their bank and were able to help them. So if you have any clients that are self-employed, I'd be happy to see if I can help them out. That's actually better than what most people do. And that's still, to my opinion, crap. A better example would be, hey, let me share with you how we helped a self-employed borrower get another $150,000 in mortgage. Hey, let me tell you a quick story. So that's the hook, right? The story then would be, hey, just let me tell you a quick story about recently we had a client who came to see us. They went to see their bank. They were qualified for you know, 400000 That wasn't going to work for what they were wanting to purchase in their market. They came to us and we were able to get them 550000 Now, we didn't do anything illegal or funky. It's just that we have access to other lending products that look at self-employed borrowers differently. This allowed us to get them another 150000 which meant they were able to get their place. They were happy. The realtor was happy. The reason they share the story with you is because if you have self-employed borrowers, just be aware there are multiple ways to look at their income. I'd be happy to chat with them. Please have them reach out to me. I hope you have an amazing day. So the second one, I got into the specifics. I talked about you know how I helped a specific type of borrower. So it goes hook, story, call to action. And the call to action, by the way, if you're talking about a first-time buyer situation, if you're talking about a you know self-employed, the call to action should match the story. And it's okay that some of your videos are going to be about first-time buyers. Some of them are going to be about self-employed, insert whatever, but just make them match because if they match, then it makes sense, right? The person who's going to watch the end of the video is probably the self-employed person. The person who's got the government job, like don't care, right? It just makes sense. And so these videos you can send out to your real estate agents. You can send them out to your clients. You can post them on your social media. But I believe that a hook story call to action is the most effective. And if I get into the data, like, you know, for instance, if I talk about purchase plus improvements, I could explain all of the details, purchase plus improvements, we can do up to $40,000. We do it in two draws or one draw. We got to do this amount. We need to have quotes in advance, da, 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 all the detail. They don't care. They're like, uh, I don't care about all that crap. And if I'm a real estate agent, I'm sending them a video, just say, hey, client had a perfect house, but they just didn't like the kitchen, right? How we help them. And then you tell the story. Hey, so we had a client, they found the perfect house. Everything was awesome. They hated the kitchen. They were like, we can't buy this house. Hey, no problem. We can fix that for you. We have a solution. We'll give you a mortgage. Plus, we'll set it up so you can actually also replace the kitchen when you move in. And they were thrilled. The realtor was thrilled. So we're mortgage nerds. We love all the details. The people, they don't want that much detail. They just want 
What's the outcome? Help me get it. And then call to action. So first tip is talk to the camera like you're talking to a friend. The second is hook, story, call to action, the most simplest framework. And then finally, consistency is key. So Jeff Mudrick, who's one of the speakers at our broker talks, he had shared how for the last 52 weeks, he has sent out a video every Friday to his real estate partners. These are 60 second videos that just gives them an update. It could be a question that came up over the past week, question that his realtors are asking him. It could be a situation that he solved. And in his case, I think it was like he had closed something like 42% of his mortgages that he had funded were from these videos. And it was not an insignificant amount of money. And the great part about the video is he even showed examples of how he sent a video to his realtor. The realtor was like, oh, this is awesome, forwarded it to another realtor, says, hey, check this guy out. And then that other realtor becomes a referral partner because the video is way more, like you could send a nice, well-written email, but it'll take freaking forever. And so I personally think that if it was me, I would use more video because it's just quicker to do, easier to do. And that's what I would encourage you guys to do. But you got to be consistent. And so I have other people that I've talked to and that we've worked with and we're saying, hey, look, you got to send video. And they're like, oh, I send out a video once a month. Well, they're going to forget about you. You know, I say this frequently, but the reason Coca-Cola still advertises is not because you don't know who Coca-Cola is or what they do. Actually, it's better than Pepsi, but as a side note, they do it so that you don't forget about them. That's it. And now you as a mortgage broker, you don't need to spend the money that Coca-Cola spends on advertising, but you dang well better be staying in front of people. And even if they don't watch the video, even if they don't like it, if they see your name, like, and that's the other thing that Jeff talked about is he's like, man, I don't pay attention to the likes. I don't care. It does not matter. All I want to know is that I'm constantly in their face every week. They know that they're going to get something from me. And he said that was only one week that he didn't send it on a Friday and I'm sending it on a Monday and his realtor reached out and said, where's my video? I'm like, where's my dang video? Like, you know, how awesome is that that you basically train your clients and your referral partners to look for your videos? So if you're not using video, then there's literally dozens of ways you can implement it uh, in your business. You've got to start using it. Don't overthink it. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. Authentic beats something that's totally crafted and manufactured way, way better than something like if it's too polished, nobody believes it. like, ah, oh, this is crap. They want it actually to be real, right? Like they'd want to just hear from a person, like person to person. That is what people crave. So talk to the camera like your friend. Make sure that when you tell stories in your videos, those are going to be the most powerful thing. They're going to forget everything but the story. Hook, story, call to action. And consistency is king. You have to be consistent once you start, whatever that looks like. Hopefully, you find that helpful. If you are a new mortgage broker and you're like, man, you know what? I'd love to get better at this stuff. I want to build up my business. You can go check out rookie to rockstar.ca. We got a webinar there where we show you how we help rookie agents build referral-based businesses, just like Jeff. In this upcoming segment, I'm going to talk to Paul Campbell from Magenta about how to solve broker problems. Hey, Paul, welcome back to Ask the Experts. Hey, Scott, glad to be back, man. So, hey, I was thinking for this conversation, it would be interesting if you could share a couple examples of brokers that came to you with a problem and then how you guys were able to use one of your unique solutions to solve it. Because I've said to you before, I find that for me, if I hear the story of an example, it's way more memorable. And what we want for brokers listening is them to go, when they run into that story, that situation, they go, all right, Magenta, those guys can help me with this. So this is also helping for them to remember, but also it's cool when you can help the broker and the client solve a problem. And obviously it helps your business too. So can you think of a problem you solved recently? Yeah. You know, one of the things I really enjoy is connecting with the different brokers and connecting with the stories mm -hmm. that they share with me and the scenarios and the different types of problems that they come across. And, you know, I invite brokers to reach out and have those conversations with me. I love tough conversations only because tough conversations inspire growth. So for me, if I can connect with a broker and we talk about a client or we talk about a situation that's, you know, kind of different from 
what they're used to having with other people, then for me, it's golden. And I know one that sticks out in my mind, I had a conversation with a broker where he had a deal scenario and he was just kind of beating his head against the wall because he couldn't really find a solution for it. And it was through our dialogue and conversation around Magenta that he realized that this would be something that would be beneficial. He had a client that was in a high first and they had a small second, but the second was high as well. And when he looked at the Magenta pricing, he had reached out to me and just said, hey, you know what, is this something that you guys could entertain? And when I started going through the features of what Magenta offers, so that being a 40-year AM, qualifying on contract rate, and being able to cap the fees in, it looked like it was something that was doable. And, you know, we sat on the phone and we actually went through the deal together. And I waited with him while he kind of inputted the file just to see what things would look like. And, you know, needless to say, once we had completed it, it was a deal where the client was going to be now having one solid first with a lower interest payment with capped fees in. So they weren't coming out of pocket for any additional fees. And the win was that the client was reducing their monthly expenses by $1,400. Right. So... I think that's an important thing to think about is that people live in the monthly payment at the end of the day. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't even know their interest rate. You give them 12 months, 18 months past it. They're like, they don't remember. Ah, and they don't know if it's a variable versus a fixed. Like they have no flipping clue in most cases. What they know is what comes out of their bank account every month. And so if you can use a solution like this to restructure it and they now have $1,400 more a month, that's real money. And if you look at what's happening with like gas prices are crazy right now. Like just, you know, I haven't been to the gas pump recently. I got a truck recently, probably dumb, but I kind of needed it. (laughs) And so it uses more gas than my car used to use. Right. And so I think it's 205 a liter here. What is it where you are? I'm curious. Yeah, we're just over two. 202 is what we hit in recent days. And it is just, there's no end in sight. Right. Why does that matter? Because as consumers, borrowers are being squeezed in other areas of life, you know, gas, food, pretty much everything. If you can help restructure somebody's finances to save them $1,400 a month, that's huge. That is a massive thing to do. And so this is one of the things I love about being a mortgage broker is that, you know, when you can do this right, you can really make a huge impact on people's lives. That's pretty cool. So basically you were able to help this family save $1,400 a month. The broker obviously was happy to help the client and everybody won in this scenario. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, just like, you know, you find it rewarding as a broker to be able to help as a lender on this side of the fence for myself, I'm finding it just as rewarding because the solutions that we're coming up with are actually benefiting clients and really helping them out of situations that they're in. And I think for this particular scenario, the broker was through the moon, just that he was able to kind of, you know, have the conversation with myself and learn something new about a lender that he, you know, probably wasn't using as much but on a go forward basis is definitely more engaged and, you know, Magenta's top of mind for him. Right. You know, I find that being a mortgage broker, it's like, if you think about golf and in golf, you have different clubs in your bag, you have sand wedge and I'm not a great golfer, but you have a driver and having a club like Magenta, or, you know, if you think about this is a particular solution, it's not for everything. And you guys would say, we're not for every kind of client, but in the right situation, you guys are a fantastic solution. So it's like, Hey, you got that club you need to, you know, hit 50 yards or whatever, get into the sand trap, we got you, right? But I don't get up on the tee box and be like, hey, this is the, like, that's not the way (laughs) to solve this. But I think it's cool when brokers, especially when they look at the cash flow, I mean, I think any good broker would do that, but really thinking about how that affects the client's cash flow. And if you're trying to sell a mortgage that potentially has a higher rate, 
that's the key thing. It's a payment, you know, especially when it's solution focused. So I think it's important to focus on the things that can matter to the client, which is the monthly payment, frankly. So that's pretty cool how, you know, this broker sort of helped them out, but he didn't use you guys. So what were a couple of things about your guys' solution that he found to be unique? You know, just through conversation with the broker, I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And when we were able to kind of dissect and go through what Magenta had to offer, and I could see the wheels turning for him, he started to realize that as he compared what we were offering with other institutions, started to kind of resonate with him that, okay, this is actually a viable option. So some of the key indicators for him was the capped fees. He explained to me that other institutions were asking for the clients to pay upfront. So with the capped fees, that allowed the clients not to really have to worry about the stress of coming up with that additional income to make this deal a reality. Another thing that he honed in on was the fact that aside from the cap fees was the extended ratios and the extended amortization. A lot of people don't know this, but we do go to 50-year amortization or interest-only payments. And for me, I get excited about the 40 or the 50-year only because for the time that the client's with us, they are paying something into the principal. Right. It's not just interest only. So I think that also was something that, you know, he was actually kind of floored by that they could get a 40 or 50 year amortization. And lastly, but not leastly, was the broker compensation. So in the fee that we charge, we roll the broker compensation into the fee and then we cap that fee into the mortgage. Why is that a big deal? It's a big deal because most institutions don't pay brokers. And it's a big deal because it was one less charge or fee that the client had to. And it's one less thing to have to explain when you think about it that way. Like, okay, Mr. Customer, here's a solution. Here's how this works. The rate's a little higher. There's a fee that you don't have to pay out of pocket, but, oh, and here's my fee. Here's a lender fee. Like, you know, but being, having them combined is definitely easier to sell versus. And that's exactly what he said. He just said it was very smooth and very efficient. And it just allowed him to kind of have that conversation with the client in a much easier fashion. So at the end of the day, it was a huge win for everyone. And, you know, my biggest takeaway from that is, as I mentioned, is just, you know, the client being able to save $1,400 a month and just be in a better position. Just just better, yeah, cash flow wise. Yeah. Yeah. And what is the commission that you guys pay on a typical file? We pay 80 basis points to our broker partners. And these are Uh, one-year terms primarily, right? Yeah, they're one-year terms. And brokers do have the ability to add additional compensation if they feel that, you know, maybe it was a challenging file. Maybe they had been working with the client for over a year or things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Within reason, they're definitely able to increase their compensation. That's cool. Awesome. So if you guys are listening to this and you're like, hey, man, I would love to be able to help my client out, have another golf club in my bag that can solve particular problems. Check out Magenta and you can send them an email broker at Magenta investment.ca there's no s in investment right just magenta investment.ca paul and his team will help you out thanks paul it's always good chatting with you brother and i love that you guys are focused on broker and client solutions absolutely man always love talking with you scott look forward to the next one all right hopefully you found that conversation with paul to be enlightening give you some ideas that you can apply to your business if you guys are listening to this i encourage you to go to check out ilovemortgagebrokering.com you can set up a power search account you can literally keyword search all of our episodes like hundreds and hundreds of episodes and find exactly where keywords are said jump to them really important use full screen mode or it does not work as well it's just harder to see things and everything is transcribed so it's not 100 percent perfect but you know if somebody uses language 
or scripting, you can go back and you can copy it out and drop it into a Word document. And now you have a script. Like how easy is that? Go check it out. Totally free. Thanks again for this episode. And I will see you on the next show. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.